What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hapticast, episode number 89. My name is Josh Toll, and I'm joined, I'm joined by my good friend, Brett Roberts. Brett, the finger guns. What are you doing? It's every week, dude. I know. That's what I'm asking you. Where did they come from? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't. How are you, my friend? I'm good. Uh, fiance's away on vacation. I'm home alone. Um, first night was kind of scary, actually, sleeping alone for the first time in a long time. And uh, I could have came over. You could have. Could have hopped right you in there with you. You should have. Uh, it was actually like terrifying. For some reason, this is going to sound so weird, dude. Terrifier 2 kind of fucked me up. Really? Yeah, man. And in I'm what, not like afraid of Art the Clown. I'm not afraid of Art the Clown, but I um I don't know. I just felt like there was like an intruder in my house. Like I, mm. I kept like hearing noises and like I kept like I don't know. I had to like close my bedroom door at one point, close my closet door. Like it was just I just kept seeing things that weren't there. That hasn't happened to me in a long time. Usually it doesn't happen to me. Yeah, the last time, last movie that that to me was um host. Host. Which one's host? The Zoom Seance. Oh yeah, yeah. That one would fuck me up too. Yeah, but anyway, well, <clears throat> I'm sorry to hear that. I hope you're okay. I'm good. Uh, Theo will take care. I'm of psychologically him, safe. Yeah, Theo will take care of him, dude. He will. Um, all right. So the show today, we are doing this on the eve of our most anticipated game of the year, and I think you're about to hear this sound a lot of times today. Brett was already ready to go with it. All ready to go with it. Because this is this sound has to be, probably going to be used several times today. Just to let you all know. Um, I'm going to, once we're done with this, I'm actually going to get off and start my prayer circle um, for it. That's right. Why are you praying? I, I don't know, dude. I got to do something to distract my mind while I wait until midnight. So you're just going to pray? Mm-hmm. That's it. So we're going to be <clears throat> doing what we normally do, media consumption. Um, obviously, our main topic is um, talking about Oculus and the creator who I forgot who the the found the, that co-founder was and forgot yeah. how abysmal he was as I was researching the story. That's not really what we're talking about, but I just was reminded of who he was. Yeah. And I very specifically now know why his name has been purged from my mind. I have learned a lot about him in the last 24 hours. <laughs> well, Let's just say he's a character uh, is one way to put it. So uh, if you're just here for that, I mean, you can go go into the description and skip ahead or you can, you know, wait and hang around and not be an abysmal. We're going to go over video game releases. Uh, you know, big one, obviously, is God of War coming out. Uh, stories. <clears throat> what's up, frankly? Always knows what's going on. Um, for the abysmal chronicles, we have a couple of different stories, including couple abysmal ones from Sony, Sonic Frontier getting really good reviews, our boy Joseph Fares, some Gears of War news, AW news, talking a little bit more about Kojima too, continuing uh, more stuff coming out uh, about him and uh, this game that he's working on. And then again, like I said, talking about Oculus to round it off as our main topic for the day. Sounds like a plan to me. <clears throat> yes, but without further ado, let's hop right into it, Brett, uh, talking about what we're consuming, media consumption yeah. update. Um, you want to go first or you want me to go first? I, there's actually only one thing that looks like it's a crossover between two of us this week. So, yeah, we can, we can kind of, I'll go first and we can kind of just save it all. And then we'll do a crossover and the crossover isn't even a big deal. Yeah, um, that's, that's true. It's not. So 
I've been playing uh, Rayman Legends, as everybody knows. I'm trying to get the Platinum. It's been almost 10 years I've been working on this Platinum Trophy, and I'm almost there. So close. So. See the video now, dude. It took me 10 years to get this Platinum. <clears throat> I'm I'm honestly considering writing out a script and actually making a video like that. Like, it, this Platinum Trophy took me 10 years. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, uh, you know, that's just a grind. I've just been grinding that. Um, I've been playing Marble, Marvel. I almost said Marvel. Marvel Snap. Marbles Snap. Yeah, Marble Snap. Marvel Snap on my phone. I'm not a big phone gamer, but Marvel Snap came out. got pretty good reviews. I tried it out, and I'm hooked. I stayed up till like 2 a.m. the other night playing it. Uh, Oh, my gosh. Not happy to say that, but it's addicting. It it is on my phone. I don't don't think you'll be able to see my screen here. No, you're not really, but uh, it's on there. I promise you. Ah, Here, dude. It's, uh, It's right there. Here, I'll open it up just so you can see. That's wow, I see Galactus. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. It's a little card battler, um, card collectible game, really, more so than a battler, but I'm really digging it. And it's on Steam. It doesn't work on Steam Deck, unfortunately, um, but it runs on Steam. It runs on console, I believe, and mobile. Yeah. Which is what, when you showed me, it reminded me of um, a even more simplified version of like Hearthstone in a way. Yeah, it is. It's it's very simplified. So, uh, and it's more focused on the collectible aspect of it. The whole point and the and the drive of the game mm-hmm. is to upgrade your cards, get them get the artwork to be better. Uh, for example, you could pop the artwork of the character out of the frame, and then you can make it three D, and then you can animate it, and then like it just every time you upgrade the card, it looks nicer. So, there's gotcha. variants of cards. There's a whole bunch of cool stuff. So, I'm enjoying my time with that. Uh, and then Overwatch 2, which is a game that you and I have had some overlap in, but I really don't think we need to talk about that much more than we already have. Um, yes. Oh, Jack Jackbox Party Pack 9. That might have been one of the ones you were talking about. I forgot about that. So we picked up Jackbox Party Pack 9. We had a bunch of friends over. The game just came out, so we got it. Got it pretty cheap, actually, too, uh, on Steam. And I'm here to tell you, it's pretty good. Fibbage is, I think it's Fibbage 4, is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Standard fair. Uh, standard fair, a lot of fun. Maybe one stinker out of the whole bunch that we played. Yeah. Um, and maybe not even really a stinker, just not as strong. Yeah. They, uh, listen, they're consistent. They are. I mean, they've made nine of them, right? So, good for them. And then finally, uh, this is going to be a quick week for me. I watched Chainsaw Man. Mm. I'm on episode, I, uh, I finished one and two, so I'm on episode three. Mm-hmm. I'm here to tell you that show slaps. I have the manga. I read the manga. Um, I'm not too much further than where I'm at right now. but Read the manga. Uh, dude, it slaps. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, the animation is slick. It does utilize a little bit of 3D in the anime, which a lot of people aren't a big fan of that in the 2D anime when they throw in some 3D. But you know what? Saves the animators time. Sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't even, you can't even tell. And uh, in this one, it kind of doesn't really matter. Yeah, so. there's there's animes that utilize it well. Um like uh specifically i remember one punch man did that where for some of the action sequences it went to 3d um, yeah dragon ball is more more lately have been doing that dragon ball super and in the films yeah uh, which makes sense because they already have 3d models from all the video games so right but yeah cool. i uh i don't mind the 3d stuff in this one and that's it what about you what are you playing what are you watching yeah so i watched um movies i watched all quiet on the western front um which How was is, that? Uh, incredible. I downloaded. So you're watching a version that I downloaded for you. Um, no, I watched it on Netflix. Never mind. Did you watch it in English or, Germ- or German? 
I watched it in German. With okay, English I didn't subs. know it was on Netflix. Oh yeah. Um, I was just gonna ask, did you mind watching it in German? But you watched no. it in German anyway, so did you mind? No, I'd, I'd rather watch something in its native language. Two. Uh, so. Live action. Uh, yeah. Yes. Correct. I agree. Um. So yeah, it was great. Um. I think I said in my letterbox review, you know, every every couple of years, every five to ten years, we get one war movie that feels like, you know, it is it is destined to be a classic. A Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, a Saving Private Ryan, a 1917, uh, an All Quiet on the Western Front. A Dunkirk. A Dunkirk. Um, this is one of those movies. Um, nice. It is It is pretty incredible, I must say. What era is it? World <clears throat> War Two. World War One. World War One. From the German perspective. Uh, doesn't glorify Germans at all. It's just like, hey, <clears throat> you know, these soldiers were basically conscripted, you know, sold a crock of shit shipped off to the trenches and uh watch their friends die <laughs> so it's really good though it's it's really quite good um so i enjoyed that it's on netflix if anybody is interested um <clears throat> games i platinum the medium uh it's on play ps plus on the highest tier so so we had it i wanted to play it for a while um I'm a fan of Bloober Team, specifically from um, Blair Witch, <clears throat> so I gave it a try, um, just on a whim, and I finished it, and it was awesome, and I platinumed it, and I think Bloober Team is really underrated, and I think people sleep on them, and I think anybody that is concerned about Bloober Team making um, the sequel, or the Silent Hill 2 remake, rather, right. uh, I'm here to tell you I'm not worried. Um they good. they do really unique good shit. <clears throat> so played that it was awesome. Uh, Overwatch two, like we said, I caved. Brett, you're not gonna be happy with me. I caved. Modern Warfare two. I really wanted to play the campaign. <laughs> I really really wanted to play the campaign. Um. And I'm here to tell you it's pretty good. The campaign. I don't care about the multiplayer. EA Sports. Go fuck yourself. I really just wanted to play a, a popcorn campaign, you know, quickly to tide me over until the big one comes out, being God of War. It's pretty good, man. Suck me off. <laughs> Suck me off. It's pretty good. Um, they do some unique stuff in it. I think, you know, Modern Warfare campaign, I'm expecting like a four to six hour campaign, right? I do think some of the missions overstay their welcome a little bit, get a little long in the tooth. Um, there's some jank to it, but it's pretty good, man. I, I don't know what else to say. It's it's pretty good. It's interesting. It looks great. It runs really well. I don't know. How many gigabytes is it on your console? I don't know. I just installed the campaign, so I have no idea. It lets you choose what you want to download, and I just installed the campaign. So, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sorry, not sorry. You know. Uh, and then, last but not least, uh, see, frankly, agrees and he says it's solid. That's right. Um, I'm whoa, 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 okay. You were more down on it than than I was. I was even like, if you want to get it, we'll play multiplayer. And you're like, no, dude, I'm not getting that shit. And now you got it, and you're playing the the campaign. So I'm not interested in the multiplayer at all. 
I mean, if you got it, I would play the multiplayer. If you okay. got it, I would, but I really, I don't, I, I, I just, I just wanted the campaign. Um, I got, you know, a little, what's it called for it? A little PlayStation Stars action, some points, leveled uh -huh. up, level three. So, hey, man. And then last but not least, uh, TV, I'm watching Andor. Um, here to tell you, I know your, your concerns with it. I'm here to tell you it's the best Star Wars show that they've made. Is it better than The Mandalorian? It's very different. It's it's basically if they made a an adult Star Wars spy spy thriller. So, I'm glad you like it, dude. I I don't like it. I love it. I think it's pretty good. I'm sitting at a ten. Oh, brother, this guy stinks. I'm sitting at a ten right now, and that's after not really liking the first two episodes, too. By the way, I mean, Is not it better than the uh, book of Boba Fett because I did not like that show. Yes. You didn't even get to the good part of the Book of Boba Fett, which is The Mandalorian Season 2.5. Dude, you didn't even get seven episodes into that show, and there's only like nine episodes. There's eight. You got four in. Yeah, I'm, I'm more than half. I'm halfway, dude. I know, but good. but the thing is, you're watching. You got to the, the poop stuff out of the way. You literally, to watch the next season of The Mandalorian, you have to I know. finish oh, that. Oh, I know. I you will. have to I finish will. that. And it's so much better than the rest of the show. I it's just so don't... much better than the rest of the show. I just don't get it. I don't get it either. But you have to watch it. Um, and Andor is awesome, and I love it, and it's fucking incredible. And I don't know what else to tell you. It is the most compelling Star Wars has been to me in a long time. I like that. So that's where I'll leave it. That's it. I can see frankly in the chat saying Brett is not pleased. <laughs> I just heard a couple of bad things, frankly. I, I don't know what else to say. About what is he talking about? But what? I either Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 or Andor. I don't know which one he was commenting on, but um yeah. he's right. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on then, Josh. I think uh it's time for us to start the show. If you don't mind, roll the intro to the show. What if I just said no? live josh uh let's roll right into the abysmal chronicles it's a section of our show where we talk about things that were just a little bit too abysmal to make it as our main topic so first off we are going to start the way we always start which is video game releases this is a pretty packed week yeah there's only one game that matters though there's one game that matters but let me tell you there's quite a few here yes but so there's only one all, that matters that's right so first of all sifu 
is releasing for Nintendo Switch on November 8th, which doesn't is doesn't matter. Today. Sonic Frontiers releases on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, and Nintendo Switch on November 8th. Already have it on my Steam Deck, doesn't matter. We're going to be talking about that one in a little bit. Um, God of War Ragnarok comes out on PS4 and PS5 tomorrow. That's right. I wore my shirt. I'm wearing my shirt just for it. I see that. And that shirt's available at haptikintel.com slash merch if you're interested in getting a haptikintel. That's awesome, dude. God of War Ragnarok shirt. So go check that out. Yeah, I hope this is my... I ho- if <clears throat> if we do a... Are you a, stroking out? <laughs> if we do a review... If, di- uh, if I... Uh, if we... Uh. <laughs> if we do a review discussion, I hope... I hope all I need to say is this right here. I'll just pull the graphic and we could just put that on the screen for 20 minutes and call it a day. 20 minutes. Let's make it an hour. Okay. An hour long. We'll just stream that for an hour. So I'm really excited for that game. I, uh, I got the, what, what is it called? The fucking Yotnar? Yeah. The Yotnar. Yo, I got the Yotnar edition. Yo. No, you um, get, no, no Nar, yo. Yotnar. Yotnar. Like, yeah. That Yo. that that the R isn't in the the, the Yoey vocab, dude. I got that Yotner Yotner edition of God of War. You, yeah. Uh, but anyway, I got that edition of the game. It uh comes with a hammer and a, a, a record and a steel book. Does not come with a physical copy of the game. I should have gotten it. I if I would have known that, I would have gotten it. Because since I have the the this list PS five. Yeah, I forgot about that, and I looked yesterday, and I saw that. And I, I wish you would have told me when the pre-orders were up, so anyway, keep going. Well, they're still available, so you could no, it's it too late. It's literally on my console. It's going to unlock at midnight. Okay. Uh, Among Us VR comes out for Quest <coughs> and PC VR uh, November 10th. Doesn't matter. Tactics Ogre Reborn comes out for PS4, PS5, PC, and Switch on November 11th. Also doesn't matter, but I actually am really interested in that game. Okay. Valkyrie Elysium comes out on PC on November 11th. Also doesn't matter. And Pentiment comes out on Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and PC on November 15th. Also doesn't matter. All right, let's hop into our news stories, Josh, yeah, today. Um, Brett, before you start this, I should have asked you before the show. I think you might want me to read most of these because I wrote them. I didn't really write them for copy. I wrote them as notes for myself. And I just remember that now that I'm looking at it. Let's so, do it. Is that okay with you? And then you could do, do the main, main topic? Do it. Okay. So, Brett. It is reported that Sony is partnering with NCSoft to make a Horizon MMORPG. I like it. You like it? Okay. So, Sony and NCSoft have reportedly struck a deal to create a Horizon MMORPG. The project will be developed by the South Korean company behind the Lineage and Guild Wars MMO series and target the global market as part of Sony's push into live service games. So, among the roles advertised on the studio's website, which was posted last week, was a senior social systems designer position whose job would involve engaging players in, quote, social interactions to create lasting relationships and, where compatible, create guild-like groups to explore together, close quote. What do you think about this, first of all? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were going to ask a second question. No. Uh, I like this because I feel like we have seen a, time and time again, Sony is trying to expand on this Horizon world. There's right. a TV show in development. There's a VR game that's come out. Uh, right. We have two games in the main franchise. Now, do I think that this world is especially deep? 
So far, no. We don't really know what's going on outside of of our well, main narrative. You also haven't you haven't played Forbidden West. That's true. I, I did not finish Forbidden West yet. That being said, I feel like the world is compelling. It is cool. There's a lot you can do with it, and there's a lot we have not seen. And I think that is why an open world MMO would be pretty cool. I think the guild, uh, the guild stuff specifically makes sense for that. 100%. There's so many different tribes and different types of groups in this universe already. Mm-hmm. I can see this being a big hit. Uh, there's a multiplayer game being developed, too. Is this that? Or is unknown, this something un, unknown because the multiplayer game, I think it seemed to be make being made in house at Gorilla. Oh, you're Bec- right, by Gorilla. Because they originally they wanted to include a multiplayer component for the first horizon, but they scrapped it. They were going to include it in the second horizon, but then they scrapped it to potentially make their own standalone game with it. Right. So this is separate from that. Okay. I think, I believe. Because this that seems like it's way further in development than this would be. Um, right. So this is all, into addition, all in addition to them probably making another Horizon sequel, right? With, you know, they're they're going to make another Horizon, mainline Horizon game. Oh, yeah. And there is another team inside of Gorilla making something else, too. We know that. There's, Gorilla has themselves three teams internally mm-hmm. right now, plus this partnership, plus the VR team they worked with. So they're cashing in on it. Um, yeah. It's another example of another live service. I mean, we know they're making a live service push. I don't know how I feel about that. You know what I mean? If they, it, first of all, it seems like they're making a lot of live service games, which why wouldn't you just make one and then see how it goes? But I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's better to do it the other way. I just hope that the single player stuff doesn't go away, but that that's a larger discussion. Right. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to hop into something like this, but it's cool that it's existing. Um, I don't know. I can see people being interested. It's, it's you know, when you're making an MMO, it's tough because you have to come up with a world. You have to come up with an expansive lore. You have to come up with all of these different things. I mean, World of Warcraft is a great example of an original, like, IP that was, you know, they created it for with Warcraft and they turned it into World of Warcraft, right? Right. This is a very similar situation where they're mm. taking Horizon and they're making it World of Horizon, right? So they already have a lot to work with. I think it's really smart to do that rather than start from scratch with, no IP. Right. Uh, plus, people will already be familiar with it. They're already familiar with Aloy. They're already familiar with Horizon Forbidden West and Zero Dawn. So, yeah, I think it's a it's a smart move. I don't know, you know, I don't know who it's for because it's not for me. But, you know, they're doing it right. They're trying. So. We shall see. We shall see. So, Brett, I know you're a huge Sonic fan. Big one. Uh, yeah, I was a big Sonic fan back in the day. Um, not many games have come out recently that have intrigued me, but Sonic Mania was awesome. Yeah. Well, Sonic Frontiers has come out. It's coming out yes. today. Came out today. Coming out whatever soon. And apparently, yeah. it's good. Yeah, so, solid sevens. Yeah. So it's sitting at a seventy-three meta score based on fifty-three critic reviews at the time of recording this. Outlets are apparently comparing it to more like Pokemon Legends Arceus. Then Breath of the Wild, which has been an apt comparison or a comparison made, you know, leading up being a it being an open world game. So apparently the game deals with more of hub worlds and expansive segmented open worlds rather than being a traditional quote unquote open world, which was seemingly people's major issues when they've been advertising the game. It also apparently taunts tight controls, awesome enemy encounters and new gameplay elements that the series needed to freshen up. What do you think about this, Brett? Is this enough to make you want to, um, you know? Go ahead and hop into Sonic Frontiers. I'm not sure. You're not sure. 
I'm not sure. Big um, Sonic guy over here says he's not sure. I'm not sure. Okay, we'll have why? to try it out. Uh, I always have thought the 2D Sonic games were better, and Sonic Mania kind of nailed that, and just that was it. Mm-hmm. So I'm speaking on, you know, with that bias. Sure. However, Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure 2 are great games. Big fan of both of those. Uh, you know, 3D Sonic has, has struggled. Generations is my favorite 3D Sonic game because... You know, it takes the best of all of those and puts it together, even right. the, the 2D stuff. Right. So what I've seen of Frontiers is not appealing. Okay. I see big open world. You, you know, you can compare it to Breath of the Wild. You can compare it to Legends Arceus, whatever. To me, it's still a big open world, and that's not Sonic. Okay. Uh, I'd rather a scripted stage that I run through that, you know, they meticulously, de- well, not maybe not meticulously because there's a lot of glitches most of the time, but that they planned and designed in a way for me to go fast, find different paths and go fast on those paths. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I'll try it out. I don't really, I saw the gameplay where you spin around an enemy. It's almost like um, Pokemon Ranger where with the stylus, you would draw on the screen and draw a circle around a Pokemon to catch them. Mm-hmm. It's like that you're Sonic and you, you go around an enemy in a circle to like do damage to them. It just looks meticulous. I, I don't know. We'll see. I have to try it. I'm happy it's it's doing well. Sonic needed a dub, especially after the gameplay of this game came out. It was horrible. Right. So. I don't know. How do you feel? What do you think about it? I don't care. What I thought. <laughs> I'll I mean, I I'll try it. I'm telling you right now, I don't like Sonic. It's just I not mean, how me. compelling is the story going to be? I mean, it's Sonic. Right. Um, I saw one thing that was interesting. It was like an emergent open world boss fight where like the, you started like Sonic started an encounter with the boss and then a, a path kind of formed off of the boss. And then you were fighting. It was almost like the boss was making the mat. It was interesting. It was interesting. Um, I don't like Sonic. I don't care about Sonic. I've never played Sonic. I don't have any interest in playing it. I will try frontiers for as long as it keeps my interest. But I, I really, I, I'm no, I don't think I'm going to come in here in a couple weeks and be like, yo, I fucking beat Sonic Frontiers, yo. Like, that's not going to happen. I don't know. You're the kind of guy that gets surprised by that kind of shit. I feel like that's happened more times than not where you're like, yo, I actually fucking beat Sonic Frontiers. And it's <laughs> fucking good. What if I told you Sonic Frontiers is good? Maybe, but I don't, I don't know, man. We'll see. Like you, I'll give it a try. Right. I'm always open to try. All right. Our friend, Brett Joseph Forrest. Director of Game of the Year, It Takes Two. What a man. What a fucking human being that is. <laughs> yeah, so recently he was being interviewed for um, uh, the Switch release of It Takes Two, right? And apparently the Switch release is really good, which is surprising, too. Yeah. The fact that that game even runs on Switch, um, like, natively. So that's good. So he was in an interview with uh, the Video Games Chronicle. And they were asking about a bunch of stuff. And one of the interviewer asked him, you know, what his favorite part of the game was, if he can remember it. And he said this, quote, you know, it's funny. Most of the time I don't play games I've been involved with. Um, We're so focused on the next game. I can't say it's only one level, but I'm still looking back on it now thinking this is a fucking good game. Laughs, end quote. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) That is awesome, dude. Yeah, he's he's such a cool guy. Can you imagine know what else to say? Can you imagine being in an interview uh, talking about something that you created and being like, yeah, it's It's fucking fucking awesome. It's fucking good. Yeah, that's it. That's That's I just wanted to throw that in there. Just another another proof that, you know, another thing 
to add to the fact that he's awesome. Yeah, he seems very passionate about the things that he makes always. Yeah. Uh, the story of both both games that he's made, it takes two and um uh the prison game. Um damn, I'm blanking um, on it. Come on. A way out. A way out. Yeah. A way out and it takes two. Both games, incredible stories. Yeah. Uh, incredible games to play with a friend or a family member. Touching, very touching. Um I guess yeah. my question for you now is Josh. If you had to pick a, a scene or a you know a level or a moment in It Takes Two that was your favorite, what would you say? Um, I think the most impactful that sticks out is the scene with the elephant. Uh, the one that gets ripped apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine is. Um, I remember the the snow level being very mm. different for me, and there's a tonal shift in the relationship of the characters as well in that level. Yeah. Um. The two. I don't want to spoil anything, but like the, the the characters you play as are a disgruntled couple that was like thinking about getting divorced. Right. And I I think by the time you get to the snow level, they kind of start to rekindle their relationship a little bit, and mm-hmm. it's actually really heart heartwarming. And like you slowly see great performances, by the way. Oh yeah. You slowly see them like start to come back to each other. Right. And it mimics where they had their first where he proposed. I forget. There was like some connection because uh, they were inside the snow globe from the location where he proposed, right, I right. believe. I do remember that, yeah. Uh, so it was a really cool moment. And I remember even though I was playing with you and not my significant other, I was like, this is very sweet. And I like Yeah. It. Well, I mean, we were both, I mean, you know, I don't know. It, we, it, it held home for both of us. I we think. are attracted to each other. and <laughs> That is not what I meant. That is not what I meant. Let the record You're show. Right. That is not yes. what I meant. I know what you mean. Okay. Um, so, yeah, he's awesome. He makes great games. Uh, he could have also been making movies instead of video games. And the fact that he yeah. had um, success with A Way Out is so good for the gaming industry. Yeah. Um, because otherwise, you know, he might not be doing this. So. And that's not you just saying that and guessing. He actually had a career in film, right? Yeah, he did. And he yeah. couldn't get – he literally said – I think they reiterated it in this interview, but he was like, I couldn't get anything funded or made, so I made a video game, and it fucking blew up. Right. He created his own genre, basically. Yeah. So. Good for him. Yeah, he's awesome. You know, speaking of, by the way, I forgot to – I didn't include it in the video game releases because – it comes out after our de- like the deadline for when we cut it off. Um, but dude, the next entry into the um, Dark Pictures anthology comes out. When? Like in a week or two. Really? Yeah, I was surprised to see it on the list. Uh, I mean, it's appropriate to mention it here. The gameplay mechanics and the co-op ability is very similar uh, to sure. like a jo- Joseph Forrest game. So I just thought I'd bring that up. Um, yeah, we should get it. So Okay. Yeah, there it is. And you just got the quarry too, right? I did not pick it up yet, but I'm going to. Yeah, it's on okay. sale for 20 bucks. So yeah, pick it up. Okay. Uh, moving on. Gears of War, Brett. Netflix has announced um, a live action Gears of War film and an animated Gears of War show. An adult oriented yes. Gears of War. What's animated. your initial reaction to that? And then I have something else I want to add. Gears of War to me has always been something that I would rather see in a film format than a game format. I personally have played one, two and three years mm-hmm. of war. And I'm not a huge fan. I'm okay. sorry to say that. I think it's cool. It's a cool world. I think it's awesome. Like gore gunplay. Like it's, it's fun, 
But to me, it's like too long. There's too many of them. There's too much going on. Condense it. Make it a movie. I think it will fucking rule. And that's why I'm excited for this. And I'm also excited for the animated show because there's a lot of stuff you can do in animation that you can't do in film mm-hmm. that I think would really benefit from this specifically. You won't have fake CGI looking creatures and monsters and stuff. It's going to look awesome, especially if it has the right art style. And I'm telling you right now, trigger. if it's done, tra- Studio Trigger, oh my God, could you imagine? Um, no, if it is the Castlevania team, oh, I will be so happy. Mm. what do you think what's your first reaction uh, i don't i mean you know i i'm like a tangential gears of war fan i have played all of them but i like them more as co-op experiences with friends rather than me right. really caring about the story i agree 100 percent. i played those simply to, to like shoot you know? things with you guys yeah um gears of war four and five are really terrible um actually pretty god awful in my opinion um much like what happened with Halo, I think once that central team changed, it really went down the shitter. Um, and if I fight another robot in Gears of War ever again, we're going to have a problem. Because in Gears of War 4 and 5, that's literally all you fight is fucking robots. And it's so fucking boring and rote. And they rope in these characters that I don't give a shit about. And it's like, clearly the series wasn't meant to go on, right? Right. Clearly, it wasn't meant to go on. So that's my thing. I mean, I think this is great. But what would really get me excited is this, Brett. For years, David Bautista has wanted to play Marcus Phoenix. Now, Dave Bautista appears in Gears 5, and he has previously expressed an interest in portraying series protagonist Marcus Phoenix in a film adaptation. If that happens, sign me up. I am That's so it. game for that. He's I am game, so game. He's game for it. Uh, Netflix has memed about it in the past, actually, before they were even related to Gears of War. It needs to happen. I'm pretty sure Batista has gone on record on Twitter. He's, like, reached out to the people that owned the rights to the film before this announcement and was like, I am interested, please. Like, he, he is actively trying to get cast in this role, and he has been for many years. Right. So, So if that happens, my excitement level will go through the roof. Now, what if I tell you this? Here's what's going to happen. Okay. And you're not going to be happy about this. Uh Uh-oh. Or maybe you would, but it's not what you would want, probably. And it's not what I want either. They are going to cast Dave Bautista as Marcus Phoenix in the animated series and not the film. No. Because they're going to be two separate things and it's not going to matter. I'm telling you right now, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. That's if if they even follow the the True. original timeline of gears because who knows but i just think i feel that they are gonna fumble the bag and they are going to go with someone younger they're gonna go with someone i mean look what just happened with with the witcher they you know netflix didn't want to be truthful to the source material of the witcher so henry cavill said fuck it i'm leaving and who did they cast i don't even remember liam hemsworth yeah what a joke so no offense to liam hemsworth but I don't picture him when I think of Geralt. That's my prediction. Put it in the books. We're always yeah. right. Frank, frankly, says the ugly Hemsworth. Um, right. Yeah, you could be. You could be correct. Um, why not both? If Marcus Phoenix is in it, I mean, I just think Bautista should take over that character. That's it. I agree, one hundred percent. That's it. 
So. I'm a big Batista fan, always was. Yeah, he's uh, great. And he, wrestling. You know, yeah, and he's been doing a lot of acting, you know, last couple of years. Um, and he's really good. He's really good. Yeah, he's so. proved that he's not a side character. He can lead. Yeah, um, he can do more than just fucking grunt. Yeah. So, I like him. Cast him. All right, well, speaking of wrestling, I think you have another wrestling story here. I do. Brett, AEW Fight Forever is supposedly coming to Game Pass on day one. A site called WrestleZone claims that according to a number of its sources, the upcoming THQ Nordic Wrestling title will be available on Xbox's subscription service on day one. Thoughts? I think this is great. AEW Christian just said it isn't on their official page. Christian says that they just said it isn't on their official page. What does that mean? On AEW's game page. Well, yeah, it's not confirmed yet. Uh, he said they confirmed it won't be on their official Twitter. Wow. Let's see. News. <laughs> AEW games. Let's see here. Fuck. Ah, it says right here, this also seems like a good time to share that we don't anticipate AEW Fight Forever being part of any monthly gaming subscription services. AEW Fight Forever will be available at your favorite retailers or online. Well, I'm here to tell you this. Um, that might be true. They might be telling the truth. But also, when a game is, uh, you know, trying to get pre-orders, the last thing you want is for it to leak that it's going to be free. So I can imagine that if it is true, they're kind of still sorting that out. Maybe. But anyway, if the claim would be true, it's not even clear when it will officially be announced, even though this is what they're saying. Um, nor is it clear when the game will be released, and then they still haven't announced the release date. There's been speculation, right. but no release date. I mean, at this point, the cover star, CM Punk, is not even an active wrestler with the company anymore and might right. not be by the time this game comes out. So there's a lot of ups and downs with this. We don't really know. Um we don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, Christian, Christian says that shit's got to be free because CM shite needs to get off the cover. That's what I'm saying, dude. So, um, well. Well, thanks for the heads up. And uh, here's hoping. I mean, he's literally on the banner. Why? He's not in it anymore. Get him off. He's in the game. He will be probably in the game. Cross it off. Cross it off. All right. Brett, footage of Kojima's rumored horror game overdose has leaked online. Okay, this is big, and I need you to... This is the footage I tried showing you the other day. Yes. Um, I need you to watch the footage, or at least show the very end. Why don't you read it? Why don't you read this since you typed this up, and I'll, I'll, I'll play yeah. the footage, and I'll watch it. All right, so remember that rumor regarding Hideo Kojima developing a horror game called Overdose, starring Death Stranding's Margaret Qualley? Well... The footage that was the source of the overdose rumor has now leaked online. Uh, as was reported by TryHard Guides last June, the footage shows a character resembling Quayley, who played Mama in Death Stranding, walking through dark corridors with a flashlight in third person. <clears throat> Excuse me, third person. The video is mostly quiet, save for some audio stings and the jump scare at the end, which cuts to a screen displaying Game Over that morphs into Overdose. Oh my God, that's loud. Uh... Uh, uh, morphs into Overdose, a Hideo Kojima game appearing above the title. 
This once again leads into the recent hints that Kojima has been dropping regarding El Fanning and Shiori Kutsuna being involved in a new Kojima game. That's on top of his studio, Kojima Productions, teaming up with Xbox Game Studios for his next game. And while we didn't get any word from Kojima during this past June's Summer Games Fest regarding this project, here's hoping we'll hear more about it or Death Stranding 2 next month during the Game Awards. So, Josh. Josh. Hang on. What's wrong? What's happening? Spam in the fucking chat. All right, what? So, Josh, here's what I'm here to tell you. I'm analyzing the video right now. I'm looking at it. Mm -hmm. Things to note. Number one, that is literally Mama's character model from Death Stranding. Yeah. Two, this is literally a location from Death Stranding Director's Cut. Yes. So whatever this is, it's literally being made in Death Stranding's engine. Right. Okay. Third, in the bottom left-hand corner, you see a woman playing the game, apparently, on a mobile phone. Yeah, so let me, um, just because your big dome is blocking it. Right that there. leads me to believe that this is indeed Xbox's game that they are working on with Kojima. Um, that leads me to believe that this is a, you know, because they said it was cloud gaming, right? It's it's powered by the cloud. So right. this would be a game that you could play on your phone. Now, yeah. the most important part, the last thing I've noticed, go to the very end of the video around two minutes and 18 seconds. And I want you to see what the reflection of the screen shows. This human being? That is a human being shirtless recording the screen. It and is. And that is, that is the most important part, because why would you do that if you were making a video to leak online? I don't know. I don't know either. I just thought that was interesting. Because he's, <laughs> you know, I don't know. So there's that. What do you think? Well, nematode. Oh, there it is. Um, what do I think? You want me to tell you what I think first? I mean, go ahead. Yeah. I don't think that this is um, related at all to the L Fanning stuff. That is Death Stranding 2. <laughs> you think it's Death Stranding 2? Yeah. Why would it be a horror like thing, though? What? Why would it be a horror like thing? Um, no, I think so. I think that this is a horror a horror game. This is overdose. This is Xbox's game. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. All of the yeah, all the advertising he's doing for his next game with Elf Anning and um the Japanese woman from um from Deadpool two. I think that that is Death Stranding two. This <laughs> yeah, I agree. No, I agree with right. you. Yeah, yeah. No, a hundred percent. We're going to get banned off Twitch because we showed a man's nip. That's awesome. Whatever, dude. Um. All right. Anything else you want to add? No. Okay. Well, Overdose is uh, real. We saw it. We see it. That's it. Yeah. But you know what else is real? Dubby Energy. It is. Ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, Dubby was formulated to give you focus and energy with no jitters or crashes. Their formula contains vitamins, amino acids, and nootropics, including the patented Neurofactor. Uh, there's no calories. There's no sugar. There's no artificial colors. There's no fillers. There is none of that bad stuff. Your current energy drink may cost anywhere from 2 to $3 per can. I'm here to tell you right now, one little scoop of Dubby in your water costs $1 per drink. So if you find it hard to work or study, use code SLICK to save on Dubby. 
That's code SLICK, S-L-I-C-K. We are the Slick Boys, and our code will save you 10% if you use it today on your W.GG order. My favorite flavor is Dub Sludge. I'm chowing on it right now. Josh, what's your favorite flavor? Galaxy Grenade. Galaxy Grenade. So go on over to W.GG. Check out all their options. Use code SLICK. Save 10%. That 10% code also works on merch, shaker bottles, shaker cups, uh, stickers, hoodies, t-shirts, all that. So go check it out. W.GG. Use code SLICK. Help us out. It supports the channel. And uh, we appreciate you. Heck yeah. Let's move on to our main topic. If you came here to talk about heads exploding from VR headsets, you came to the right place. Because I'm here to tell you. The Oculus founder, Palmer Lucky, has created a VR headset that kills you if you die in the game. The source for this article is Gizmodo. So Palmer Lucky, the 30-year-old virtual reality whiz kid, defense contractor, Donald Trump funder, and co-founder of Oculus, the VR firm that Facebook bought in 2014 for a cool $3 billion. Lucky, Palmer Lucky, has dropped a blog post this past Sunday, explaining his weird new headset, which he claims is mostly a piece of office art for now, and included a picture of it as well. Yes. The thing pictured, Josh, do you have the picture up? Yes. Yes, this thing will actually end your life. Uh, more specifically, it is rigged with bombs so that your head will explode. In his blog post, Palmer Lucky explains how his lethal new contraption is supposed to work. Quote, I use three types of explosive charge modules I usually use for different projects, tying them to a narrow band photo sensor that can detect when the screen flashes red at a specific frequency, making game over integration on the part of the developer very easy. When an appropriate game over screen is displayed, the charges fire, instantly destroying the brain of the user. In other words, Lucky has basically brought to life the plot of the anime series Sword Art Online. Josh, what do you think before I move on? First of all, Christian, I really hate to tell you, my man, but he kind of looks like you. He does. I'm really sorry. I, I truly, I, I apologize for that, but... And to give some context for the audio listeners or people that aren't familiar, uh, Christian from Save Before Quitting podcast is who we're referring to. And I'm here to tell you, he kind of does look like you, dude. dude. And I've always thought that, too. Dude. <laughs> dude. It's um, uncanny. So go on over to Save Before Quitting and subscribe. Um, but most importantly, go and check and make sure he does indeed look like Palmer Lucky. He said, give me the headset. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna jump off the map in game with the headset. What was your what was your initial question for me? I'm sorry, I forgot. What do you think? Before I move on to like more explanation and and what his philosophy is on this headset, what do you think of just him actually making it? Why, dude? Why? Well, it's I'll a tell you why. It's a slippery slope because then people are gonna be like, "Yeah, well, I want to do that, dude." I mean, you know what? Whatever at this point, bro. If that's what you want to do, go ahead. He's giving Elon Musk. He's making me think of Elon Musk when I <clears throat> when I read this because what you what I mentioned in the very beginning you might have missed is that he's a defense contractor. Yeah. So he literally makes weapons and bombs and right. other devices, which is why he said he had you know explosive charge modules right. for other projects. Um. So anyway, 
Lucky says that Sword Art Online was the major inspiration behind this project. In the anime Sword Art Online, characters don a virtual reality headset called Nerve Gear, which is an incredible device that perfectly recreates reality using a direct neural interface that is also capable of killing the user. Uh, they are then dropped into a matrix-like world by a mad scientist and forced to endure a death game where the stakes of the gameplay are pegged to their own mortality. To Lucky, this is an exciting idea. Quote, the idea of tying your real life to your virtual avatar has fascinated me. You instantly raise the stakes to the maximum level and force people to fundamentally rethink how they interact with the virtual world and the players inside it. Pumped up graphics might make a game look more real, but the threat of serious consequences can make a game feel real to you and every other person in the game. This isn't a perfect system, of course. I have plans for an anti-temper mechanism anti-tamper mechanism that, like the Nerve Gear, will make it impossible to remove or destroy the headset. There are a huge variety of failures that could occur and kill the user at the wrong time. This is why I have not worked up the balls to actually use it myself, and also why I am convinced that, like in SAO, the final triggering should really be tied to a high-intelligence agent that can readily determine if conditions for termination are actually correct. At this point, it's just a piece of office art, a thought-provoking reminder of unexplored avenues in game design. This is a man that has only watched Sword Art Online in his entire life. This is a man that just sees something and cannot process what it's supposed to mean and how it's actually a bad thing, and he just goes, that's fucking awesome. I'm going to make it. <laughs> he fucking did, dude. Kind of like supervillain. Stuff. That's why I said he's giving Elon. He's making me think of Elon Musk with this. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of, of specific parts in his quote that are like really triggering for me. Like it's making me question what the fuck his motive is. Um, he said, the idea of tying your real life to your virtual avatar has always fascinated me. You instantly raise the stakes to the maximum level and force people to fundamentally rethink how they interact with the virtual world and other players inside of it. So I think that he's got a point here. Video games, there are no stakes. And I think people are more likely to be rude and, you know, say offensive things and, you know, violate another player in a video game because it's not real. There are no repercussions for your actions. However, something like this, something like an exploding fucking VR headset that will kill you if you actually die in the game, I think people would be a lot more um, careful in the game. Just imagine, like, imagine you get put into this game and you're wearing this headset. You're going to be very careful. What? Uh, I'm having a full-blown conversation with Kristen telepathically as you continue to speak. Okay. There you go. Keep going. Oh. I'm just saying, like, if you let's say think about this for a second, if you put the headset on and you're in that game, you aren't going to be running around. You know, you're going to be walking very you're going to be staying in one place, probably for the most part. For fear. And then maybe I'm not going to be doing anything. I'm not I'm, putting I'm this saying, on. I'm saying if you did, I think he should try it himself. He has he has a point, but also it makes no fucking sense. And also no one would ever wear this. And also it's a waste of time. And also it's funny. So from now on, whenever I want to die, I'm just going to say, give me the Palmer lucky headset, dude, the Palmer lucky headset, which also sounds like an Arnold Palmer, like 
don't know. His mm, name, he needs to change his name. Dude. It That's sounds like name. something else. It is a pretty bad name. It sounds, sounds something like else. something else, though. Palmer Lucky. Palmer Fucky? Yeah. And Christian is correct. You also just described a plot point from Sword Art Online. Yeah. Did you watch Sword Art? Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time. I don't. I think I only watched two seasons or three. I forget. I watched it in college. It's been a long time. But yeah, I agree with Frankly. He should pilot this game. Test it out. I think so too. He should definitely sure, try it make, out. <laughs> Got to make sure it works, right, dude? Right. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think this is a good idea. I don't think that it's very odd that he did this. He did it on like the anniversary of Sword Art Online. Um. My thing is like he didn't come off as a huge Sword Art Online super fan. It was almost like, yeah, I've heard of this thing, Sword Art Online, and explained it a little bit. So, like, to me, it was like, this would have been a lot less weird if you would have just been like, I'm a huge fan of Sword Art Online, so I made this thing that is similar to the game. But he's coming off as just like, I heard this concept from the show, and it's about killing people with a VR headset, so I made it. It's like, yeah. That's weird, dude. Sword Art is, like, in the top three of babies, maybe four, of babies' first animes, and it's definitely the weakest. Sword Art, uh, yeah. Death Note, Dragon Ball. Um, Naruto. Naruto, but I was thinking of something else. What was it? I don't know. But yeah, you're right, Christian. Soul Eater. Yeah. So, anyway. So I don't know. The weird subplot where he started having sex with his cousin was... um, uh, Or almost having sex with his cousin. What? Hmm? In Sword Heart, in oh. like season two, his cousin's trying to bang him, dude. I thought you were talking about Palmer, dude. Him too. Uh, Christian says, um, my question is, is this actually working or is it just like three? It's it's working. Soul Eater was fire. Soul Eater was not. Soul Eater not. Oh. Soul Eater was fire. Soul Eater not was terrible. And Bert tried to make me love that shit. I forgot Soul Eater not happened. I forgot that it existed. I was hype. I was trying to get into it. Sorry, it wasn't good. Sorry, I tried to get you into it. You know what? Fuck you. I'm not recommending anything anymore. I'm going to go watch Soul Eater Not as soon as this podcast is over. How about that? EA Sports. Go fuck yourself. Pussy. Hello, Mario. Suck me off. All right. Well, that's it. That's all I got <laughs> for you. He, he says you were a fangirl for Soul Eater Not. I watched it and was so confused about why you liked it. Because it was like. Fan service, dude. I like fan service anime, dude. Damn. Heard to hear first, dude. Nerf this. That's what I have to say, dude. That was me right before we started today. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's it, Brett. If you, if you, all right, I'm going to have to defend myself now. Uh, here we go. Fan service anime is fine. It's great. It's good. There's some that are like self-aware. Like Shimonetta, I'd actually argue most are self-aware. They're funny. Uh, sexuality is used in a way that uh, is funny, and it's not uh, two cousins in Sword Art Online trying to bang, dude. All right, fan service is fine. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're literally just having a full-blown conversation with the chat right now. Sorry, audio um, listeners. Um, That's it. That's all we got for you. I'm going to go watch some fan service anime. Um, 
And Josh, don't act like you don't watch it either. I recommend every single one to you, and you love them. Never said I didn't. I just wasn't getting involved in the, you know, digging myself a hole. Okay. Well, I'm digging it. I'm in it. I'm going to bury myself and uh, call it a day. So thank you. Thank you for watching Haptcast. My name is Brett. This is Josh. We're the Slick Boys, and uh, this is another episode of Haptcast. Number 88. We're inching inching even closer to episode... No, this, or was 89. 80, this was 89. 89. We're inching closer to 100, even more so than I thought, as you heard. Um, this is about to end, Josh, so I'm going to play it again as soon as it ends, and we're just going to keep keep talking. Um, thank you all for watching. Make sure you go to haptigintel.com slash merch, and you pick up all of the cool merch that we have. And also w.gg, use code SLICK at checkout to save 10% on anything they have available. Um, audio listeners, thank you for listening. If you want to listen to our podcast on the go, Spotify, Haptic Intel, type it in. Boom, follow us. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitch. Josh, what do you got? Twitter. That's it. And we're out. I don't know if we're really out or not, so I don't know if I should keep talking. Okay, dude. Are we still live? Maybe. Hello. Oh, it no. is me. Oh, no. Morgan Freeman. Uh, drunk Morgan Freeman's back in the house. Oh, me, everyone. I'm Barracks. Oh, no. I don't even know if we're live right now. I could just be putting on a little show for Josh. Out. I don't know. We're live. Ah, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Aftercast. I'm drunk off my haptic ass. <laughs> you what? I'm drunk off of my haptic that... ass. That's not what I thought you said. <laughs> it's been a good show. Thank you for watching. Suck me off.